0: And we back. We're back here finally. It's been four weeks, maybe even more. I don't even know since the last time we did this. But yeah, it feels good though. I feel like we needed that. Well, yeah, I think when we were talking about like putting so much pressure on ourselves, like we were like, oh man, we keep missing weeks. Like it's just so hard to keep making stuff over and over again every single week. But we were also talking about like how it's good to take breaks and like not force anything.
1: Yeah. You know? Um, but we do want to have some consistency going forward, but I think for this season, at least we have three episodes left. Yeah. Um, maybe two.
0: I don't know. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's uh, I think something I learned over the past like month is like when we started doing this in October, it was like we were really excited and it was easy to like make them all the time and do things all the time. But like as life gets busy and like all four of us are working full time, it's like how do we continue to do it? Yeah. And I think the only way you do do that is by like intentionally taking breaks. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's not anyway. a sprint. right. But it's not a sprint. It's not a race. And like also
1: think- living like not in the same city anymore is, is harder. Cause I can't just like drive over to your house. No
0: dude, just move back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you know, yeah. uh, I think it does feel good to hop on podcast and talk to mm-hmm. another amazing guest.
0: Yeah. And for those of you guys who have been like following us this season, it's been like really fun. And we have, I think, um, we'll be releasing podcasts every week until the end of this month. And in February is when we're really pushing, um, we're going to start doing like pre-orders of the magazine. And if you follow us on social media, uh, at mouthwash, um, without the A and wash, because somebody wouldn't give us that username, uh, you'll be able to see all the updates for like all the things we were released for the magazine. I think we're going to be giving away a lot of stuff in February too, just to like kind of help, um, I don't know, get guests like. I don't know, just for fun, give people yeah, just, things away.
1: <laughs> just make cool shit and just give it away.
0: Yeah, but we're really excited about it. I think that like we keep getting more work from contributors and it's like getting more and more exciting every time people uh submit their work to us. So
1: yeah, we're just gonna keep hyping it up
0: until you know
1: it's actually released and yeah. then you guys can be the judges. But we're pretty excited and not just because we're working on it, but because we're working on it with friends and people that we admire. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's
0: cool. And uh Go give Mackenzie and Evan a shout out on Twitter or Instagram because even though you don't hear them every week, they're like the ones really doing all the work, especially for the creative, like on all the podcast promo stuff we do on social. Like none of that would be possible without them. Um, so yeah, go and, tweet at them.
1: And also Brandon, who does our sound, <laughs> and, and Brandon who
0: does the sound, and then we have Bianca too, who's editing the magazine as well. So mm-hmm.
1: so it's not just me and Alex. It's it, there's a lot that goes into it, and for sure, um, yeah. If you guys like these podcasts, I think when. The, One thing that helps is if you guys give us good reviews or, um, you know, that stuff goes a long way.
0: Yeah. Or just like feedback in general, like what can we do better? And I think we keep getting better as time goes on, but it's Mm -hmm. like, we don't really know what to improve upon unless people actually tell us. And if
1: you guys want to hear more about something or less about something, you know, you know, let us know because
0: um, we're kind of doing it
1: not just for ourselves, but for you guys.
0: Definitely. So um, who are we talking to today?
1: um really good artists that um we both don't really know personally and i think that's the first time we've interviewed somebody that we don't know personally yeah like one of us
0: yeah i think i think the strong suit and what we were able to do before is that like we've had really good relationships with everybody mm-hmm. and like we had a couple of people fall a couple of people fall out and so we added this guest super late uh and he was like totally down right off the bat and like i've admired his work for a long long time so i'm really excited to kind of get talk get to talk to him today.
1: Definitely um
0: and then
1: what else were we gonna talk about before we hit this intro
0: i don't know i'm like in a food coma from all that ramen <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's like way too much food but yeah it's always good
0: but anyways yeah let's get to it we're talking to uh ben zeng today he's a photographer based out of new york city um one of my favorites so hey y'all this is alex tan and this is abraham campillo and you're listening to the mouthwash podcast
1: breath of fresh air when you need it most
0: so we're here with uh ben zank yeah zank. ben zank <laughs> there he is hey dude how are you doing i'm good thank you for having me on how are Yeah, are you guys? no problem man i think Good. Uh we're enjoying sunny LA in the midst of January and I'm sure you're not enjoying
2: uh, the cold weather. Yeah, no, I'm enjoying sunny 28 degree New York.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh it's not bad over here, but uh yeah. Dude, I like Lily had no idea
1: where you're from. Like from your pictures I was like looking through like years and I was like where the fuck is this dude from? <laughs> It's hard to tell sometimes. People people think I live in like a
2: cabin in the woods and then other people think I was like born and bred in uh, Brooklyn and I live on the streets. I made that yeah, last I part was up, like, but I was like, this I'm to sure. be
0: European. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, uh, yeah, we have some things that we want to ask you today. Um, I guess we'll just, we kind of want to, we've been kind of like jumping into like more serious conversation at the beginning of these interviews, but we kind of wanted to like, break this one with like just weird random stuff. So can you tell us about the last book that you read or what you're watching on Netflix right now?
2: Uh, last book that I read? Holy crap, that was so long ago. Let me just look on my shelf. Um, I could just, tell, I don't know. I watched, uh, maybe you've heard of it, Black Mirror.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I would, yeah, I would say that's probably
2: crazy. like the like the only like TV show worth talking about right now because I find that You know, when you go on Netflix, you kind of want to, like, just, you know, when you watch TV, you want to, like, phase out and, like, not think. But, like, I can't watch more than one episode of Black Mirror per month. (laughs) All right, that's exaggerating. But, like, (laughs) after I watch it, I have to, like, just think about it for for a long time before I'm mentally prepared to watch the other one, lest I want to, like, drive myself insane.
0: Dave, have you seen it?
1: No, I haven't, but that's amazing. Um my girlfriend's been wanting to get me to watch it and I like I have don't really watch that much TV, so I would be like going to now that you've recommended it, but <laughs> um I'll take it slow, man.
0: It's a nail biter. I think all my nails are gone from it. <laughs> I do need to cut my nails. Yeah. Um cool. Uh dude, what was your favorite childhood cereal? My favorite is probably Reese's Puffs. 100% Reese's. Yeah what was it uh fruity pebbles frosted flakes over here
2: (laughs) Uh, like that that, that artificial
0: fruit taste why do you what what
2: what what draws you to that to frosted flakes Uh, the fruity pebbles i i actually really like frosted flakes is probably like my second favorite but i could never i never Uh, was i never understood the fruity pebbles
1: I think it's just the sugar man. It's literally just like a, a shit ton of sugar. <laughs> and like yeah. when you're a kid, you just like that's all you like. So, um, um, there also there's there used to be a uh, French toast uh, cereal. I don't know if anybody had that, but I don't remember um, that one. Yeah, cinnamon yeah, toast crunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cinnamon toast crunch? That one? <laughs> no, no, no. It's French, French toast. It was it was the same make, but it was just French toast. Oh okay. Uh, flavor. But that was also another one. Um, and then, so another question, um, super random question, but a song that you shamelessly know all the words to.
2: <laughs> well, I don't know if I have a song that I know all the words to right now, but I will admit that I know a good deal of lyrics from uh, the
0: notorious big song, uh, Dead Wrong. <laughs> right. Hey, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're about that. D-I-G. D-I-G. <laughs> cool. D.I.G. Um, cool. All right, yeah, that was... We've never done that before, so I don't know. Hopefully, it wasn't too weird. But <laughs> no, it felt uh, good. Yeah, I felt good. Um, so Ben, uh, we—I don't care. I think we were—we were incredibly excited to bring you on, especially on like such a short notice. We're like trying to wrap up this first season of the podcast, where we're just interviewing photographers and people who we really admire that are really creative. And um, so we just kind of wanted to talk to you about um, kind of the world that you've been able to create, and like where you've been able to draw inspiration from, and things like that. But before we kind of get into all of that. Um, Do you kind of want to just like tell us about what life was like growing up and, um, do you think there was? yeah, go ahead and actually just tell us about what life was like growing up and where you are now. So, I mean,
2: I'm from New York and I live in New York. I'm not like, I didn't like move anywhere specific. I just, I've always been like a local here. Uh, so I grew up in like the Bronx in Riverdale, which is sort of like, it's like half suburban, half urban, um, My parents aren't like necessarily like, well, my mom's very artistic and my, my dad, he used to be a drummer. So like, I, I guess there was always like this, like artistic vibe that was always brooding in the family, but I never really found myself to be inclined to like art or like want to do anything artistic until I was probably just graduating high school. I really didn't have many hobbies as a kid. I just played a lot of video games, just did like a bunch of stupid shit, like nothing, nothing special. <laughs> no, like, Oh, I picked up a camera at five. I mean, I, I think I had a pretty, you know, typical childhood for someone who's got like ADHD. Like I went to like some like private school where, uh, you know, I had trouble in school. So I had to go to a special school. Um, yeah it's nothing 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 like particular or special. It's just it's average
1: life
0: <laughs> yeah I mean I
1: don't know that's yeah. awesome. that's good to hear because I always feel like I'm at a disadvantage here in some creative stories where like these people were like one in a billion that like you know they were like born for it, and I'm just like, man, I'm just like a regular person,
0: yeah, I know the same. I like didn't touch a camera until I was like nineteen or something like that, so. So Ben, there's not a lot about you on the
1: internet. Um, but there is a couple old interviews I, I read up on um and one of the questions they asked you was if you where did you see yourself in two to five years ago? And that was about two to five years ago. So um Ben, where do you see yourself um in the future? Is it still in New York or is there anywhere in mind that you want to move to? Um so Ben, there's not a whole lot of stuff about you on the internet, but one thing I did stumble upon was a interview. Um from like 2014 or 2015 that asked you where you saw yourself um, and you said you didn't see yourself. You said, hopefully not New York. Does that still hold true? Um, where do you see yourself um, here in the future? Well, to like quickly to quickly answer the,
2: the, the question that was asked to me two to five years ago, I did briefly leave the country. I was, I was in New Zealand for a year. So, I, I kind of like got that out of my system, this whole like living remotely and, you know, being like a traveling photographer, artist, whatever. Uh, but where do I see myself in two to five years from now? I mean, I'd like to see myself doing exactly what I'm doing now, but in probably a more refined and professional way. Uh, and I want to be more busy and I want to, I guess, just, It's hard, it's hard to put into words. Like it's no one ever really like knows exactly what they want to do. Like, especially like from like what I'm doing now, like if you're in, like, I don't know, a specific industry where you, you know, work a nine to five, you're like, where do you want to be in two to five years? Oh, I want to be the the manager. But for me, it's like, I can't really be the manager of myself. I'm already the manager of myself. It's, you know, I'm pretty happy with like where I am right now. I just want to like keep going in that direction where I can stay where I am. So, I mean, I just want to, I just want to shoot. Like,
1: I just want to, you know, make more work. That's really, that's why I do it. Does it not really matter where you're located? Is that something that you've kind of picked up since you have moved away and now you're back?
2: When it comes to like shooting, the only thing that affects where I'm located is like, the, the weather, New York, I have a love and hate relationship, which is just, just location wise and temperature wise, it can be very extreme. Uh, it can be brutal. I just had a shoot this morning and it was 28 degrees out and you know, it's, (laughs) it's not fun to, to be like in the cold and like have to work out in the cold. But, you know, if you live in the city, you have to do it. Um, and I've considered many times, you know, moving, to a warmer climate, but then I would be, you know, throwing away my friends and family, which is not something I want to do. So
0: that's yeah. something when um, I,
2: when I was living in New Zealand, it's something I thought I could manage, but I realized that like friends and family or like close relationships that I had here were more valuable than that sort of, you know, remote living life
0: Hmm. Uh, so do you are you uh, you're photographing full time right now as a freelancer in New York yeah. right cool and how long have you been doing that
2: I just quit my job in September
0: oh nice dope oh, wait what were you where were you working full time well I was department? I was
2: working it was nice. like part time it was like part time freelance because I, I was I had been working as a photographer I just wasn't necessarily able to fully support myself and now recently mm. I've started to get to the point where I'm able to support myself solely off photography. Uh, before that I was, I was working at an ad agency doing uh,
0: social media. Oh, cool.
1: I love hearing that because you know what? We both work at ad agencies. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> is, okay. yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. So, okay. So I guess, so how did you, so you went to, did you go to college and study photography as well? Or did you kind of just, how did you kind of get into the ad agency world?
2: The ad agency world was just like it was pretty random. I had net I've only worked at one ad agency. Before that, I when I was in New Zealand, I actually had a full-time job there doing social media for like not necessarily an ad agency, but one of those like big like marketing companies where like they sort of mm-hmm. bottom feed on like low-tier companies that don't really know better and kind of sell them these like expensive marketing packages where like here we'll do three posts for you a week and my job was basically just to like build these calendars where I would make a bunch of posts and when I when I started working at the ad agency it kind of ended up being the same thing but it was you know more refined he had one client that was paying four times as much instead of like 10 different clients that were paying nothing um, but then, they, yeah. To answer your question about school, uh, no, I didn't. I only took like two classes in photography. I think when I transferred to a four-year school, I tried to like get into the photography major, but they didn't accept me, or I didn't have a portfolio or something. Um, so mm-hmm. I didn't really also know what I wanted to do, and journalism seemed really easy because <laughs> that's just my parents wanted me to graduate. So I was like, oh yeah, I'll do journalism. It's easy. I can write. Uh, I got a little book. Um, then I'll just, I don't know what I'll do after that. I'll work at McDonald's or something.
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, uh, no, I think you need to continue taking. get <laughs> <laughs> That's so fun. You didn't get accepted. Like, yes, yeah, I, I feel like we hear stories all the time of people who are like, oh, it just, it didn't work out the first time.
1: But like most people, not all. I don't. Wanna, I don't know. Preface it's not all, but like most people that go to school for photography, like their stuff is just kind of like stale. Um, because they I feel like they're more worried about like the technical skills, and they're all assigned the same projects. But like, if you if you're just like kind of learning by just as you go, you can explore things that you are you're really passionate about. Um, so, in a way, I think it was kind of like a good thing.
2: I, I agree with you one hundred percent. i'm I'm quite thankful that I didn't um, major in that. and I didn't have to like be at school doing it more for work than for than for fun because i I did have right. a, quite a few friends who were photo majors because while I wasn't necessarily majoring in photography, i did I was part of the photography club so i made a lot of photographer friends and they were all you know photo majors and they were very you know uh passionate about the technical stuff and like you know they had all these like rules and that the professors would give them and i kind of started just going out into the woods and experimenting and, and really doing whatever i want and i do remember that a lot of the kids didn't really like what i was doing actually i had one roommate I won't name him, but I remember hearing him just saying that my work was stupid behind my back once. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, fuck you. (laughs) I don't really, I don't (laughs) really care if they they say that, but like, you know, still they hear that it's it's kind
0: of unprofessional. Dude, um, this isn't really where the, I don't think we meant the conversation to go to, but it's interesting that you're talking about like um, how... I think a lot of people. We've had a lot of requests where people are like, "You guys should do an episode where you talk about like whether or not people who want to be artists should go to school or not." And it's interesting that um, you're talking about some of the dialogue that was happening. And it's like I think um, one of the negative factors of people who go to school and study art is that they are taught to think a certain way, and it's hard for them to break rules. And it sounds to me like you were kind of like breaking all the rules, and you still do like and in, in the best way possible. But it's interesting that like somebody who is being quote-unquote professionally trained in arts is like kind of has like this um this like thought that is like oh like your work is not what we were taught to do so therefore it's like objectively bad and like I don't think that's always the case and it sounds like that's kind of like what you experienced and were able to get past as well
2: yeah it's actually funny that you mentioned that because I I had a conversation with my mom who is she teaches she um she's a professor and she teaches graphic design um, as well as like a portfolio class. And she, she paints and she's an author. Uh, and we mm-hmm. had this like little argument saying, I was saying that I think it's really like something about funding the arts. And like my, my view was like conservative, but I, I was basically telling her that I think it's good that the arts are sort of like this, like weird niche environment because people who want to actually break into that industry professionally and maybe don't have the money to go to school have to just be really, really good and like teach themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's where like raw talent comes from, rather than like paying money to like sort of like enlist yourself in this club. You know, like if you pay a hundred thousand dollars to go to an art school, that doesn't make you an artist, but you paid these people $100,000, so they have to call it, now call you an artist. So you just paid them to become an artist. And now, as long as you follow their directions, you're an artist in art school. Um, and then you sort of go out into the real world and you, you find, you know, it's not exactly like that. But I think that, you know, anyone who has a passion for something and really wants to, you know, take it a step further can just put in the work on their own without needing any proper training. I mean, you can learn anything these days from YouTube. It's pretty simple. I, I learned photography from, <laughs> from, uh, Flickr. Flickr was a, was an online community before Instagram or Facebook that I was a part of. And I, I researched tons of other photographers around my age. These kids, they did the self portraits and everything. Uh, there was this Photoshop, um, Tool called flern It's still like really big now. I learned tons of techniques from that, and I would just experiment. And I took like two classes in in college, like portrait one and like digital photography. And I think I learned how to like use a light meter in those two classes. Not a big deal. I don't yeah. even use a light meter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, nice. I think you. I I tend to just now like do the eye thing because. So many times it might tell me, like, oh, that exposure is off. But if it, the look I want is for it to be dark, like, it doesn't know that, like, you know? So sometimes I think it's more important to just trust your gut. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I feel like people sometimes that like go to school or like, like, feel like there's like a template to success. And as an artist, there's no template. You're not going to go to school and, you know, receive anything if you just work hard. It's not just hard work. It's like it is a lot of hard work, but it's also like a refinement of a craft. Um, and you're not simply going to do that by doing what everybody else is doing. So I totally agree with what you have to say. <laughs> and another thing that I kind of wanted to talk about, um, because you talked about this thing about subjective versus objective, Um can you go a little bit more in depth Um, because you went to journalism school, but you're now doing the exact opposite and kind of like what led you to like essentially, you know, want to break out of that mold. I think I always had like
2: this need to be, you know, in control of what I was doing. And when I, something that I quickly realized when I was, studying journalism and also even photojournalism was that you didn't really have, there wasn't any real room for creativity. The only creativity that it sort of allowed was like, how creative can you be to get, you know, an interview with such and such, like this person wants you to fuck off. What can you do to like get them to talk to you so you can get Mm -hmm. that one juicy quote that you can sort of maybe put in like the right place where it seems like it means something; it doesn't. Um, but but beyond <laughs> that, you had to you had to tell the story the way the story was, and it's basically like being the messenger. It's like being the mailman. You know, this is this is what it is. So here it is. I'm telling you what's happened, um, and that's it. There's nothing else you can do to it. Uh, and I think when I when I took photojournalism. I was like, okay, I'm going to take like, you know, cool, interesting photos and whatnot. And just the whole, the whole formula for, for photojournalism was very, uh, disenchanting to me. Um, but yeah, like the kind of like work I make is the complete opposite from that. As in, I like to control, you know, almost every aspect and, as I said before, it's it's like journalism is super objective and like I'm super subjective when it comes to photography.
0: Nice, man. Um, kind of adding on to that, do you think there's like, do you think there's elements from journalism that you learned and like, because I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think that like um, a, a degree like journalism kind of like teaches you how to approach things. It like kind of teaches you how to think a certain way. Um, do you think that there's like, elements that you took from journalism journalism that has like affected your photography style like now, or like, do you think it's like, it taught me so much about like, I don't, I dislike this approach that I completely do the opposite. I know you kind of like explained that already, but is there like specific elements do you think maybe from journalism that has kind of carried over into what you do now?
2: And that's a, that's a difficult question to, to answer because I mean, when I, when you, when I first started taking photos, it was garbage you know when you i i was mm. really bad and everything looked tacky and like that's when journalism was you know still fresh in my mind i was still not taking like the best photographs um but i think journalism does have this sort of you know rigid real realness to it that i don't know if it's because of that or just because of the way i am uh that i've sort of you know adapted um where you know in my in in like some of the photos i take i like to make things look you know strange but at the same time i want it to like have this sort of you know believability to it so you're you're seeing something that doesn't make sense but, but you're also like believing that it's happening like you're not saying like oh that was photoshopped you're, you're like wait what's going on here like why is that why are they doing this or why is this here you're not like, Oh, this is, this is beautiful. Like this is great Photoshop art, man. Yeah, I just want to keep things looking like, yeah, a- like hyper real and down to earth, but also completely messed up at the same time. And so it's like, it looks yeah, like I- it could be like journalism, but it's not. I don't know. <laughs> Something like that.
0: <laughs> no, that actually is like a really good transition into the, into the next question. Cause I, I kind of like have the same approach Um, with my photography, it's like, man, I kind of want to make these, like, hyper-realistic situations, and I think, and I think even you have had, like, a a really big influence on, like, the way I approach work, where it's, like, I'm looking at this thing that you're making, and, and this is a question that we wanted to ask you, or kind of, like, dive into, is, like, I think something that you do better than anybody else is that you, you make it look like you live in this, like, planet, or, like, this world, and you're the only person there, like, the way that people are styled, like, the way that, like, you intertwine objects, and, like, the anonymity, like, with the subjects that you have, like it feels as if like, this is like some dystopian planet that only in, you're the only photographer that lives there. And so, and I hope that comes off as somewhat of a compliment because that was the intent. But I think, um, a question we want to ask you is just like how, like in that approach, like, is that intentional to like kind of create this entire like world that you want people to kind of like be welcomed into? Or is that just like the kind of photo- photographic style that just like feels well? Right? it's, it's
2: first of all, it's very flattering for you to like, you know, say that you're possibly inspired by my work like that's really cool and i also always mm-hmm. really appreciate when people um come up with narratives for for what i do but i mean the simple fact is no i don't i don't like i'm not very what's the word i'm not really manipulating that kind of style on purpose it's just where i've gone in the way i am like i i I have a short attention span. I like to focus in on things. I like to get to the point. I don't like to talk too long about something that doesn't need to be talked about too long. So I guess in that kind of sense that you've said I've created this world, it's more of like I've continuously took out unneeded elements until we just get to what
1: works. Um. No, yeah, and you've stated um, that a good photograph always speaks for itself anyways. Um, I think right now in the industry, there's like a current like power struggle between um, like a strong image or a strong imagery because um, you can apply it to video too, versus story. Um, do you think like, one's more important than the other? Um, I think it really depends on like what you're trying
2: to sell. Like for example, I would say Humans of New York, if you, if you know him is an insanely good storyteller and just an insanely good journalist because uh, these he finds strangers and he obviously has these very long and deep conversations with them from which he's able to get out a highly you know personal and moving story and then he captures a very simple portrait of them. It it could be you know you know, a woman smiling with her dog. And then you see in the text, she's talking about how like her kid just died or something and how she's trying to like cope with that. And that's where the story is really powerful. And is it art? That's not even something I want to get into. It's, it's, it's just something you want. It's, it's, it's human, it's human emotion. It's, it's just like, it's beautiful. Um, And then, you know, if you're making something purely for aesthetic value, which is what I do, I don't really care about the story. You know, that's, to me, photography, to me, like visual art photography or whatever is more about focusing on the, on how it looks before why it looks. Uh, And from that comes the story. If you, if, because a lot of times people will have an idea everyone's always got an idea and they they bring that idea over the actual you know visual they put they put the idea over how the image is going to look so that their idea can be in there like if it if if someone outside was like this is this doesn't look like you're you're forcing this you're gonna be like no i want the idea in there it's got to I don't know. I've got it. The The woman has to be holding the cigarette over here. So, you know, you know that she's lonely or I don't know something that doesn't make any sense, but does
1: yeah. that kind of no, 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 what yeah. I'm
2: trying to say? You're, yeah.
1: Yeah. No, it does. And I think I, I asked that because I'm in the very like unpopular um, opinion that like, I think they're equally mm-hmm. important. And I think that like strong imagery helps tell a better story. And oftentimes, and I think now because every it's like everyone has a camera and everyone can record, like it's so accessible, people tend to just like not care about it as much. And maybe that's why I'm like so like, I guess, passionate about strong imagery because like in the end, I think that's why like I got into it is to make stuff that looks good. Um, but I think hearing your side of the story is like, yeah, it just kind of depends on what's intended for one of the reasons I like your work is because it's like very ambiguous. It's like leaves a lot to the imagination. Mm -hmm. And um, some of my favorite like movies are kind of like that. Like it leaves you to wonder and it like doesn't tell everything because sometimes like not saying a lot says more than saying, you know. Um, So like, yeah. And it's interesting because like I see your photography and I'm like, man, I would love to see like this in film or like even like you could literally pull any frame and, like, make a music video out of one of your, like, like, you know, series. Um, so, but yeah, man. Uh, yeah, dude, yeah, I feel,
0: I mean, I feel the same way. But
1: is there any, like, would you ever want to move into film? That's one of the questions I always ask photographers because, like, I think that's kind of, like, the next yeah, step, Yeah, right?
2: I, I um, would love to try it. Like, the truth is I don't really have much experience in it. Um, I almost got into this gig where I was going to direct, um, a music video, uh, art directed, but it didn't really work out. Uh, it's, it's just challenging for me in that I'm not sure like where I would add value to it. Cause music videos are sort of, there's just a lot of, a lot of details that you have to think about where like photography is just that one moment and you perfect that one moment where, you know, a music video is continuous um i've Mm. done like very short videos in the past but nothing nothing long enough to be considered um a music video but yeah i would i would definitely like to get an opportunity where i could you know try
0: and add value to something uh abe what do you think the chances are that ben directs a music video and it gets a vimeo staff pick? oh very hard. like dude if you ever That's need, kind of, yeah. like if,
1: if like i will if you ever want if you ever have, have an idea and like need someone to shoot it i will be your bitch and, like, <laughs> i will shoot it for you exactly. <laughs> he, he got i will you.
0: i will yeah i can i can make it come to life <laughs> nice yeah i think it would be really interesting to see uh and i've had I hear people tell this to photographers all the time. It's like, I just wanted to see what it would look like if it's moving. But it's like, I think about it in a way where it's like, man, it's, it's a whole different ball game. And it's, it's a little intimidating to think about not just one frame, but like that hundreds of thousands of frames. <laughs> like that's, that's kind like well, It, it scary
2: scares me because um, I feel like I've spent the last two years, like pulling fingernails to like have an idea. I used to, Mm. I used to I, I I say I'm very spontaneous, but I used to get ideas and I would sometimes take quite a, quite a while to, you know, um, figure out how I'm going to execute that idea. Like I had this one idea where I wanted like the, the idea of like road lines or like yellow road lines to be something that's tangible. And I was like, I'm going to use paint. And I eventually, mm. you know, after like a few months of thinking because that's how long it takes for me to like process that kind of stuff (laughs) I figured out it was it was going to be tape uh and then another time I I had this idea where there was going to be like this sort of like goo that could be skin I decided to just leave it I ended up making like it was like silly putty but like I had this idea for like goo like sort of like stretching off you know someone's face and like that's something I also took like a while to like work with Um, but when you're traveling or when you just want to go out and shoot, it's really more of this like reactionary thing. It's like throwing yourself in, into the unknown and just like working with it and trying to get, you know, the best result. And it's, it can be disheartening when you fail, but it's also really exciting because, Mm. you know, it's like kind of taking yourself on this like personal, you know, Roller coaster, creative roller coaster ride, where you don't know what's going to happen, and you know sometimes the result could be amazing, and sometimes you know you just throw it out and move on. And then bringing this back to film, it's like it, it feels like you need to have this idea, and that's what scares me.
0: Mm. Yeah, um, yeah. Do you do you find yourself more like being more into? I always ask photographers this because I think there's a lot of photographers that like only care about taking the picture. And then some photographers who like really only care about like the idea. And then like, they wouldn't even, they could care less who actually takes the picture. Do you find like yourself to be protective over the ownership of like taking a photo and editing it? Or is it really just about the idea for you?
2: Uh, like 60% of like my work comes from like, like the way, the way it's produced, like what happens to it. Like a lot of it, is done in Photoshop. Of course I try to make it so it, like, it doesn't look like it's been manipulated, but right. yeah, no, I, I don't want other people to shoot for me or like hold the camera for me or I need to be the one right. coming up with it. But it, it's also the idea at the same time. It's the, the idea is just as important um, because you have yep. an agenda and whatnot, whatever. Uh, you know, like I recently did this, for this shoot for this, this shoe company. And I shot the images, I produced the images, and then I handed them off to them and they sent them to a retouching studio where they like, I don't know, they changed the color of some of the clothes and they, you know, color corrected things that that's fine. Like that doesn't like change the image. It's just, you know, t- you know, tailoring it to, to what they want. Um, but for, yeah. for obviously for a music video, I don't really know much about like, I don't know much about like holding, you know, a video camera or filming it. So, I mean, it probably would be more about the idea and like, maybe like, Oh, I want the camera to be from this angle, but I don't know how to get it from that angle. So you
1: do it. (laughs) (laughs) I think one of the biggest thing um, that I learned, like jumping from like photography to like film is that there's so much more elements and like, like people involved um, rather than, like photography where I can just shoot, edit, everything. Um, a lot of times in film, like, there's so many people behind the scenes that people don't even know. Um, but as I've like done more shoots, I've one thing I've learned is like working with people that like believe in that vision and are excited about it as you and it will like literally look like if you did it. Yeah. But if you work with people that maybe aren't buying into that vision and maybe you know don't really get it then that's where like the disconnect in it might come out like something that you wouldn't shoot or you wouldn't edit, you know, from the yeah, color. It's, I mean, it's to, all about surrounding yourself with yeah. the
0: right people for sure.
1: So like, it has to be graded the way you want it. It has to be shot the way you want it. And um I think that requires a good team. Mm-hmm. Um, but for photo, I don't, yeah, I think it's like one of those things where like, but I mean, I guess you could, there are some directors that DP'd, but it's like it's kind of hard to you know. There's yeah. just so many
0: things to think about. I yeah, think. Uh, Ben, I want to ask you a question, a little bit more specific and a little bit different from what we've been talking about. But um, do you where where is your where's your inspiration coming from, or do you believe in gathering inspiration?
2: Mm. Uh, that's like probably not. Not to no offense, but like that's like definitely the most common question that I think any artist gets asked. But it's always interesting to hear what their response is you know maybe sometimes they'll say oh my hugest inspiration yeah. is david bowie it's not it's, it's not i don't really even know any david bowie music, <laughs> so don't no one if you're listening don't get mad yeah sorry different people um
1: <laughs> you're
2: about to get like, shredded <laughs> yeah. on i mean
1: yeah. right unfollowed yeah, whatever <laughs> <I> do it <laughs>
2: course, of course I get inspiration from all kinds of things. And, and, and earlier in my work when I was really, you know, trying new things and I was, you know, more in that sort of like student phase where I was like, I'm a student, I'm going to go to the library and research photography books to like learn how to get better. Massive inspirations. I would say Mm -hmm. uh, Rodney Smith, uh, Renee Magritte, uh, Alex Prager. Uh, uh Ryan McGinley he's really good um man these guys uh, their name is like Synchro Dogs they're really good this this photography duo from was it uh, Ukraine it might be Ukraine I could be wrong um nice just a bunch of other photographers who I really looked up to for many years and still do uh but like right now I feel I'm not actively looking for, like, inspiration from other artists. I, I think I've I found a lot of inspiration from just, like, common structural events. Like, if I see, like, I don't know, a video of someone doing some weird science experiment and I, like, see an element from that science experiment, I want to, like, maybe, like, recreate that or use that in, like, sort of my own um, tableau to make it an image or something and it's just like it's just like an element like i don't know like uh like burning burning some chemical or something that creates like a certain type of smoke it's just it's not it's not artistic in nature mm-hmm. but it inspires you know an image uh and then yeah looking further into that i feel like i really try to like find and this sounds like really like narcissistic but i try to find like inspiration from like my own work so as to better like push myself away from like other photographers <laughs> so i'm like i'm i'm just like digging yeah. more into like my own ideas and then just like recycling them but like you know exploring them even more uh if that makes sense
0: yeah yeah, yeah. i i think <clears throat> this is like a recurring question we've been asking people and on the show, but like, it's something I've been like thinking about and like chewing on for like a while now is that I I see a lot of people on the internet who say they're like, inspired by somebody, but really, they're just kind of like recreating, like what they already see. Um, And so it's interesting when I, like when we when we've asked people whose work like we really, really love, most of the time, they're not saying that they're inspired by like other photographers as much as like, I'm inspired by like, this, like music artist or I'm inspired by like, The way trees line up, like when the sun hits it, at golden hour, Like they're, they're looking at the world a lot differently than like trying to look at the, the art that already exists in the space that they exist in and just trying to like change it. And I think like the strongest creativity comes from like taking little elements and pieces from like everyday moments in life or like other art forms that don't exist inside your medium. So it's interesting. And so what you said, like kind of hit the nail right on the head of like my kind of line of thinking of what i've been thinking about lately um so yeah it was just interesting to hear like what you've been kind of looking at um and just to add to that a little bit more like
2: i feel like in terms of of like inspiration right now i'm not necessarily like inspired on a creative level by other of course i am like it's 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 unconscious like you can't control it like you see something and it influences like influences you you know you go about go about your life and you're experiencing so much stimulus, it's influencing you. You can't like say, "Oh, I'm not inspired by anything." Like, of course you are. But I feel like I I look more to just like the the persistence and success of other people as inspiration, and that sort of because like if you're if you want to be creative and you it's there, like just do it. Just go out and try something, and just work really hard and keep at it like don't give up or don't feel bad about something if you fail you're gonna be successful and that's why I really look up to like for example Kanye West he's really inspiring I've watched Mm -hmm. a lot of his interviews and I mean the guy once you know made like three beats a day for like three years straight like he's super focused and that's like just on like a whole human level, like that's inspiring to me. Like that makes me like want to, you know, go make, you know, three photos a day. That's almost impossible to do, but like, it makes me want to like do that. And if I was making three photos yeah. a day for yeah. the next three years, I mean, I'd probably get like maybe two or three good images out of that. And that would be great.
0: Yeah.
1: How would you describe and you don't have to go like too in depth because I know it's a hard question. But like your creative process, it could be like you know anything. Yeah, any I mean, I it. think
2: location is probably the most infa- important factor because uh, I don't really, you know, worry too much about where I am. It's more of like there's just a lot of restrictions. Uh, but but really, it's it's very reactionary to the environment because I use you know like one person per image so it's sort of like or sometimes they'll like manipulate it to seem like one person but it's sort of their like their like physical reaction to the environment in like different ways um that you know normally won't occur so it's it's very like on the fly um creative thinking like I don't necessarily wake up with this idea that I'm going to go here and shoot this. I'm more like, all right, the light's going to be like this. I've got this wardrobe that I think I want to use. I don't know exactly what I want to do with it. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to be asked to leave this location or get a ticket or there's not going to be like people here, like staring at me. So like, how, like, how can I work with that? (laughs) And you know, 99% of the time, yeah. it never works out the way you want it. And that's sort of where the creativity comes from, where you're just working. You have, you have all this control in Photoshop. Like, once once the image is done, you have this control. But when you're actually taking the image, you're sort of getting, like, blown around, at least for me. You know, because you're working with one person, you're just getting, like, blown right. no, yeah. all these different ways. You know, this isn't working, like... My original idea isn't working, so i just try this. I used, to, I used to go out with ideas, and most of the time, the idea would fail miserably, and the image that I just was like, oh, I'll just try this, that's the one that came out.
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah, I feel like so much of like creative measure and like our abilities as time goes on is about how, we're, how we are able to react to things that we didn't plan for or expect to happen. Um, because nothing ever goes as planned and things always go wrong. And I think that the way you approach that and the way you're able to adjust that is really like a true measure of what you're capable of in a lot of ways.
1: I kind of want to know, like, do you ever struggle with, um, like, cause I, I don't know. I always feel like some, like after I release something, I was like, I always like think like how it could be better. Do you ever struggle with that? And like, um, does it sometimes like cause you to like not post something or not release something? Because uh, I don't know. I feel like as a maybe it's just my OCD. I'll like, um, yeah, no, that yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, I don't know
2: if I do it that much anymore, but I mean, I think I'm. I think I'm a bit better at at catching things before I, you know put it out to the public these days, but I, I used to, you know, post something and be like, Oh, I fucked this up. So I have to delete it and then like go and edit it for another, you know, three hours before I can release it again. But I, I f- I'm definitely not OCD because I make so many mistakes <laughs> and I ki- I kind of just like, that's sort of part of yeah. That's part of the art. That's part of my process. Like I just learned to like let it go and just move on and maybe try to, you know, make one improvement the next time until I've fixed everything. So I don't I don't try to sweat each image too much because I have no intentions of of stopping. And it's sort of like why waste all this time like, you know, scrutinizing this one, you know, photograph when I can go out and take 10 more?
0: Mm. So it's all about like this idea of being able to let go and just like get it to a point where it's like, this is maybe as good as it's going to get. And I can, just yeah, on from here. Right?
2: Then, like when, when you, when you first start with photography or just when you first start with anything, like you have all these big ideas, but you don't know how to do it. And then, you know, once you get more skilled at it, you're like, Hey, I could actually do this if I wasn't lazy. Um, yeah, right. (laughs) There you go. Like, and then, and then people will be like, what do you want to do in 10 years? And you, you say like, I want to do like bigger projects. Like I want to have a huge crew with people. And it just, it never really happens. Like I probably said that, like I, like, you know, five years ago, I said, I want to do like a big production with a big crew. And now here we are. And I still literally just go out into the woods with a camera. It's the same thing. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still great. It's. I, I think I've taken. Yeah. I take way better photos than I did five yeah, years ago. Yeah. Like I'm. I'm happy with where I'm going.
0: Nice, um, dude. This is like a. I was actually just going through your work before this, and um, and I I remember like because I do like some of the work I do is like a little bit more conceptual as well, and it's like I remember when I first started. Taking photos of people or like models, like it was almost like a little bit, it was like as far as like directing a model, like they would be like really uncomfortable or they would be like, man, I, I, or like, I don't know, like, why are you asking me to do it like this? And um so I, A, like, part one of that question is like, you probably have the respect now to where people are just like, oh, like, this is what he's gonna ask me to do. But like, was that a struggle for you in the beginning? And B, I noticed that you don't tag. Um, people in some of your pictures are those like self-portraits, or yeah, are you just it's like they are because it's uh, Yeah, like ninety percent of
2: the photographs are me. Like I'm the subject. Really? It's a one man. It's a one man crew. Like how many? How I many would say, one say one? an upwards of ninety percent.
0: Dang, dude, that's so crazy. I don't think anybody would ever know that. I, I, yeah, I, I hate selfies. that word. <laughs> I mean it
2: In uh, a few years back, it was I only shot myself, and now I, I shoot. You know, like get people off Instagram sometimes, and you know they'll become my friends, and like you know they'll be like reoccurring subjects in my work. But you know, most of the time it's just me. And mm. you know, I I did back in college, I did what they call a three sixty five self portrait project. So for you know over a year, because I didn't do it in three sixty five days, I was lazy, whatever. I would go out every day, and I would create a self portrait. Um, I use just myself. Hmm.
0: Dang, that's so cool. I think, I think the way you approach work, like creative work, is like such a like. It's it sounds like it's like such a like this is like a me thing. Like this is like a like my time to like make what I want to make and like not have to deal with like other people. And it's like amazing that you are able to like kind of execute the entire thing like fully alone. Like that's insane to me.
2: Yeah, no, I I, I enjoy you know working with myself sometimes as long I actually I, I love having like a helping hand, but I love also like putting myself in the photograph because I know then I know exactly what I can do and I can, you know, without having to like try and communicate that to a model who is able, either unwilling or unable to perform <laughs> what I want them to do. So it it just makes things a lot more simple sometimes. Right. And it's it's more fun for me.
1: No, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense, man. Um, and, like, we're just, like, still drooling
0: over here. We're going through your work. So. <laughs> but, do actually, one question I do, we have been asking people, like, as I sign off, is, like, what is, like, like, what is something that you're learning in life right now that you would give to other people as advice who are, like, trying to pursue, like, a creative lifestyle, or, like, a creative path? Um, like, maybe what is something you've been thinking about a lot in this season that oh. is kind of helping you get through? Uh,
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean <laughs> the heavy one. Yeah, I know that's heavy. Have- I'm learning so much. Uh, you know, just this is the first time I've you know truly been on my own in terms of you know just having like a schedule and whatnot. Like I don't have a schedule anymore. I don't have to wake up to go to work. I kind of just wake up and and you know do my thing, and then you know when the work comes around, you you get it done. Uh, but I would say the most honestly the most important thing you can do if you are someone who is, you know, doing something. I hate that word, but doing something creative, just try to do it every day or just <laughs> do it. Just keep doing it. Cause that's, you do it. Cause you like it. You like taking photos. Please go take photos. Like, don't be that guy. Who's like, I only take photos when I have work. Like, no, go, go, take photos because that's what you love to do, right? That's why you're doing this and doing it to make money. Cause you know, you should go like trade Bitcoin or something.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah, no, that's so true. I think we talk about consistency all the time and like how it, I think it's easy once you start making money doing photography to only want to do it when you are making Mm -hmm. money, but that's a really good way to burn yourself out. So yeah. Ben, is this your first podcast
1: or? Have you been? I once got um, offered to come on this podcast,
2: uh, maybe about about, like three years ago, and it was like it was a podcast with a few other people, and I think I was like late to it, so I I called in and like people were already talking, but I was also like on the phone like outside, like it was like a beautiful day, and I was like, I think I was like meeting someone, so I just like hung up. <laughs> oh, I didn't even say anything. Like I called in and people were yeah. already just like talking Redemption. about something that was irrelevant to me. So I just I just hung out. That was it uh, that was my that was my first podcast experience.
0: <laughs> yeah, no. i glad <laughs> you didn't do it this time. Yeah, we're glad you <laughs> like actually yeah. did it. <laughs> but yeah, yes. man. Uh but yeah, dude, thanks so much for coming on. And even I think I think a lot of the times people come on here and they're like, Man, it feels like i barely talked about anything, but like it's probably the things that you talk about quite often. And but for a lot of our listeners and even for us like we Mm -hmm. just learned so much just from you talking about the things you probably talk about every day so yeah thanks for sharing all that with us and i think that's when you know it's a good one it's like when it doesn't feel like it's forced it didn't feel forced yeah Yeah.
1: i looked over and it's like oh damn we've almost been talking for an hour yeah it feels like five minutes yeah
0: totally but anyways man yeah uh thanks yeah we'll chat with you soon hopefully peace cool thanks man peace Thanks again for listening to the Mouthwash podcast. As always, all of our sound and music is done by Brandon Miranda. You can find more of his work at soundcloud.com slash Brandon underscore Miranda. And for more information, follow us on social media
1: or check us out at mouthwash.co.